The heat wave grows, a shooting before the Women's World Cup begins, and a lucky Powerball winner in California. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Thursday, July 20th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one, the brutal heat wave across the southern U.S. is expanding. Around 80 million Americans could suffer temperatures or heat indexes above 105 degrees through this weekend. Dozens of record highs are expected in the southwest. This is being caused by a stubborn area of high pressure called a heat dome. But climate change is making heat waves like this one more likely, frequent, and intense. In related news, China said this week that it'll deal with climate change at its own pace. Now, China is the world's largest greenhouse gas emitter, and these comments underline the challenge the world faces as it tries to tackle planet warming pollution. Number two. There was a deadly shooting in New Zealand right before the World Cup began. Police said two people were killed and six were wounded in Auckland today. The gunman also died. New Zealand Police Commissioner Andrew Coster spoke about the attack at a news conference. We've contained the situation and are not seeking anybody else. We have not formally identified the offender. However, we believe he is a 24-year-old. We understand he has worked at the construction site and believe the reason for his presence at the site this morning was connected with that work. We're satisfied there's no ongoing risk to the public and no reason why the tournament should not proceed. The matches are safe to attend. Shootings like this one are extremely unusual in New Zealand. Gun control laws there are very strict. The attack happened around 12 hours before the first game of the Women's World Cup, which is taking place in New Zealand and Australia. New Zealand beat Norway in the opening match this morning. The first U.S. match is tomorrow night. Number three, doctors are sending abortion pills into states with bans. At least 3,500 doses have been shipped since mid-June. The effort could help facilitate at least 42,000 abortions in restricted states over the next year. We should note here that this practice is legal. Telemedicine shield laws were introduced in Democrat-led states, such as New York and Massachusetts, over the past year. They protect abortion providers who mail pills from inside their borders to restricted states. But it tees up a complicated interstate battle, which potentially allows blue states to undermine red state bans that many Republicans hoped would end abortions within their states. Meanwhile, some conservative groups are angling to outlaw abortion pills nationwide, while also calling for a national abortion ban. Stanford's president will resign after flaws were found in his research. That's number four. An inquiry found that Mark Tezier Levine failed to correct mistakes in old scientific papers. He also oversaw labs with an unusual frequency of data manipulations. But a panel of experts concluded that Tezier Levine, who's been in charge for nearly seven years, didn't engage in any fraud or falsification of scientific data. He'll remain at Stanford as a tenured professor in the biology department. But this is a dramatic fall from the top of one of the world's most respected schools. It also raises wider questions about how widespread data manipulation is in academic research. Here's number five. Textbook sales are plunging in the face of new laws in conservative states. 
educational publishers are locked in tense negotiations with state educational departments, specifically about the teaching of gender, history, race, and sex. Publishers, distributors, and booksellers face fines and even jail time if their materials break new state laws. But the laws are often confusing. For example, a requirement in Florida says K-12 through social studies materials must include unedited primary sources, but many primary sources are hundreds of pages long. As a result, many school officials are delaying book purchases as they struggle to interpret the new laws. Number six, a gene variant may protect some people from COVID symptoms. At least 20% of people who contract the coronavirus remain asymptomatic, and a new study found that some of those people may be helped by a variant of an immunity gene. Here's how it works. The variant may speed up the immune system's response time so that it can clear the virus from a person's body before symptoms and other health complications set in. This could help explain why some people who test positive for the coronavirus never develop any obvious symptoms. Number seven. Now for the rest of those numbers, we've got 10, 24, rounding it out with 11. Your Powerball number tonight, good luck everyone, is 24 and your power play multiplier is two. A player in California won the $1 billion Powerball jackpot. The winning numbers in last night's drawing were 7, 10, 11, 13, 24, and red Powerball 24. The lucky ticket was sold at a mini market in Los Angeles. The winner, whoever it is, is about to have their life changed forever. They can either claim $558.1 million in cash up front or $1.08 billion through annual payments over 30 years. This is only the third time the jackpot has run into the billions. That's the show for today. But before you go, I wanted to introduce you to a column at the Washington Post that started last month. It's called Postgrad. It's written by Renee Yassine. The column examines how Gen Zers are navigating their lives after college. You can expect to read about everything from career paths and relationships to social media. So if you're a recent grad or if you're just interested in this content, make sure you subscribe. Just go to WashingtonPost.com slash opinions slash post hyphen grad. A new column drops every Thursday and a newsletter publishes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can also follow Postgrad on Instagram at WashPostgrad. I'm Jeff Pierre and I will meet you back here tomorrow. 